6: And a good
7: Friday afternoon to all of you. My name is Bill Bunkley. This is the Bill Bunkley Show for those of you who may be just channel surfing, maybe the folks that have come in for Labor Day weekend in our beautiful, beautiful West Central Florida locations. I am honored to be with you this afternoon, and we are part of the Salem Media Group here on AM 570 and 910. We're talking about Faith Talk Tampa. Well, we start off our show with a with a warning and a and a somber story. I don't know if uh you have heard yet and we don't necessarily um get involved with a lot of the the local oh auto accidents and those type of things. But I wanted to talk about this this afternoon because I don't know where this particular family was heading in terms of whether this was part of a Labor Day preparation trip or not, but I thought it would be wise to talk about it this afternoon, and the reason why I wanted to share was, I don't know how many times if you are a conscientious driver on the interstate. Today, it, it is somewhat challenging and difficult to drive the speed limit. And the reason why it's difficult to drive the st- speed limit is because if you drive the speed limit, you have un- untold number of cars that are passing you at a very, very rapid pace. But I think sometimes we forget that the higher the speed the more risks that are involved. So let me share a story from a family right here, my hometown in Tampa. I don't know how many times I have driven I-75 south to Naples, then hanging that big left, taking that long drive across the bottom of the peninsula of Florida, also known as Alligator Alley. And we have a tragic story. The Florida Highway Patrol tells us that a Tampa family was involved in a a deadly, a deadly rollover crash happened in Broward County yesterday on I-75. In this truck, there were three adults. In this truck were four children. All four children under the age of 10. Apparently, this truck <clears throat> had a tire that blew out. And when that tire blew out, the driver lost control of the truck. And it, uh, it rolled over several times. After that, that tire blowout, it disabled the ability to drive it. It was on Alligator Alley. The truck ended up upside down near one of the canals. It's tough to say this, but during the crash, there was a one-year-old baby that was ejected from the truck and it took hours for the first responders to even locate the little baby's body. Seven people were inside the truck. There was a 33-year-old male driver There was a 31-year-old female passenger, there was a 56-year-old female, there was a 10-year-old little girl, an 8-year-old little girl, a 4-year-old little boy, and the one year little boy. Kind of astonishing, but no one, no one in that truck was wearing a seat belt. Not a single child was in a safety restraint. Happened yesterday about four thirty, just after our second hour coming on the show, coming on the air. And when you look at a crash like this, There's two things that come to my mind. Number one, realize that when you're traveling 80 or 90 miles an hour on an interstate, which is not uncommon today, do realize that there is a risk that if you were to have a a catastrophic tire failure, And that's one where you have a blowout of the tire, and almost immediately it loses all of its air, and you're down on the rim. Especially in an SUV, and in a pickup truck, but SUV especially, you are very prone at those speeds to be involved in a rollover crash. Now if you have a late model vehicle that has airbags and that you are using your seat restraints properly, I'm not going to say that it's not a survivable crash, but you're probably going to have some injuries. But I I know that the survivors, especially the adults, I know that this is a particularly Deep and painful day, however, however, I just have a hard time understanding why nobody was in seatbelts. Nobody. So, I say that as a reminder because we're going into the Labor Day weekend. Uh, the governor, right from our own area of St. Petersburg, um, yesterday uh, reminded folks that on the Labor Day weekend that it's a good time to be a tourist. You don't have to leave the state of Florida to be a tourist. That there are plenty of uh, staycation. There's plenty of places for us to get out uh, tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. Get out and go somewhere and enjoy some of what Florida has to offer in the meantime, quite frankly spend some money. That <laughs> says put some money into the economy for those of you who can' afford to do that. but remember that um, and I'm going to be a little bit more um, opinionated uh, about uh, my driving habits especially late at night. I can tell you now, especially on a Friday or Saturday night, that uh, when it hits about the 9 o'clock hour, uh, if I can kind of wrap things up between now between 9 and 10 each night, something like that, uh, which I normally do, uh, I would rather have completed my day and be back home than to be out uh, on the road, particularly uh, as people are beginning to take in the weekend libations, and uh, other uh, sundry ways to, uh, to get a buzz. And so you know that there's more of those folks that are out there. And so uh, as I add to that, I'm particularly uh, cautious when it comes to a weekend like is before us. Uh, because uh, you get to 12 or 1 in the afternoon, some folks have been out drinking and partying, And so uh, I think there's uh, increased opportunity for folks that have got a little bit of a buzz or on the roads. And so um, I'm always concerned about DUIs uh, and uh, both both for alcohol and other illegal substances. So I say all that to say, you know, it's great to go out. You can go out, but uh, this would probably be one of those times that uh, you would want to implement some very good defensive driving tips. And the main thing is is just being aware. Uh, not only being aware of what's in front of you, look out your rearview mirrors, look all around you, and uh, have a good time. But I just want to just tell you that sometimes, uh, I don't know how many times, in fact, if you don't go 75 to 78 in a 70-mile-an-hour interstate zone, you, uh, if you're going 70, you're, you're really having to really keep an eye on a rearview mirror because a lot of people are passing you. And uh, as uh, somehow they get the idea that NASCAR has taken to the interstate highways, I don't know how many times I've looked in my mirror and I see two or three cars uh, really coming up, coming up pretty strong, and all three of them are weaving in and out of traffic and uh, they're trying to figure out who can get a slight edge on the other. Now, probably many of us have been there, you know, have done that, but uh, as we see and we're reminded of a rollover crash and a a little baby, precious baby, uh, the entire life of that young boy has been snuffed out. Um, uh, Just like I care about the the unborn babies uh, in the womb, Uh, it's especially uh, sensitive to me when it's little kids. So anyway, let's uh, let's prepare for a wonderful weekend, but let's do it. Ask the Lord to just give you traveling mercies. Ask those angels to watch over you and um, really let us embark on a good, good opportunity. Well, coming up in the next hour, I'm going to be talking about the unemployment rate. It dropped down unexpectedly with the monthly rates from August to 8.4% we'll talk about uh, that progress in just a moment and Labor Day 2020 i want to look back to another labor day a labor day that was um another um another disaster it was the result of a hurricane disaster it happened in 1935 and it happened uh, uh on the whole strip of the florida keys and I want to focus in, there was a works project. If you remember that seven-mile bridge, well, we're going to tell you a story about that that happened on Labor Day in 1935. I think that you'll find that interesting, especially if you're not uh, here. Florida got hit with another earthquake yesterday. We'll hit that as well. Uh, five o'clock hour, focusing in the families. Lisa Anderson is going to talk about millennials and their voting angst. And then we'll have Dr. Ted Bear with us, and he'll be reviewing two new movies, uh, Phineas and Ferb, the movie uh, there at Disney Plus, and a download of a new movie called Switch. All that more on the Bill Bunkley show. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
8: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events, now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. Journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code TAMPA for 20% off. Cornerstone
9: Post.
11: You're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR.
5: Yo
7: And we're back, Bill Bunkley here, as we're getting ready to uh, celebrate uh, Labor Day weekend in America. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. And uh, I want to take a walk back in history today, because there's a story, there is a very, very significant historical account of Labor Day all the way back in the year 1935. And it is one that uh, is very interesting indeed. It has to do with a hurricane. It has to do with a story about the Florida Keys. As you know, here in Labor Day, it's... uh, You know, definitely, uh, symbolically, the last day of summer, but certainly, even in 1935, the exact date was September the 2nd, 1935, it was late summer. If that date rings a bell, if you're particularly uh, one of our older seniors, you know that on that date, we as a country were in the midst of the Great Depression. There was a lot of unemployment. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of agony. But in Key West, Florida, and by the way, Key West at one time before 1935 was very prosperous. But on this day, according to the History Channel, the average monthly income was about $7 a month. Now, this story relates to what a dollar was worth in 2017, and so probably a little, little less now, but... About $125 was what the monthly income there in Key West. There was a program that FDR put together called the Federal Emergency Relief Administration. And quite frankly, did you know that one of the options they were thinking about was moving all of the 12,000 residents of Key West, they were going to possibly move Key West's citizens right here to Tampa. The other option, and by the way, there was at that time there was garbage all over the place. The buildings were in very bad shape. But that's when the idea, because of the beautiful, pristine waters around Key West and sort of its isolation, you feel like if you've ever been down there, you know, you can even feel like you're in Florida. But the idea was to clean it up and repackage Key West as a tourist attraction. Now, in order for that to happen, and this is so neat because just to know our history, So, they were going to move everybody here or they're going to redo Key West. So, they decided that they were going to remake Key West. But remember, it's not exactly easy to get to Key West if you don't have any working bridges. And so, there needed to be some bridges to be built, there needed to be some new roads. And so here's what they decided to do. Now remember that it wasn't long since World War I had wrapped up. Amongst so many of the hurting people in America were, were the veterans who returned from that, that awful winter war in Europe. So part of this plan from FDR was to build this road so you could get from South Florida into Key West. And to match up those veterans who had served our country, the program was put together that these veterans would be the labor that would build the road. And back in that time, they would pay them $30 a month, Today, or in 2017, that would be about $540. Plus, they would set up opportunities for these men to have free room and board. Now, History Channel tells us about two men, Fred Gint and Ray Sheldon. They were two of the individuals who oversaw three work camps that were built by the government. Now, understand that these were very cheaply built. Now, they were beachfront. They were beachfront, but they were very, very cheaply built, and that is what was going to how or that did uh, house our veterans. Now the story goes on that um again, was an Alabama native engineer, but the veterans that arrived in uh in the Keys to do this project, well, they were a little bit uh hard to um control and they were very rambunctious. Quite honestly, it's believed now that many of these were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, back in 1935, and you've heard this term as well if you're a veteran, these were folks who ended up being shell-shocked. Now, if you remember, there was a lot of veterans. Well, you don't remember, but in 19, let me tell the story. In 1932, thousands of some of these same veterans were protesting in Washington, D.C. because they needed help. The federal government used tanks, military tanks. Bayonets were drawn. uh, And that was used to get them out of the city. At that time, President Herbert Hoover was in charge. And probably the reason why Herbert Hoover wasn't re-elected in 1932 was because of all these veterans that served the country, and it certainly wasn't a good situation in D.C. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how Isla Morata plays into the story, and it's a story that has a tragic ending, but it's a story that's very interesting to reminisce this labor day 2020 remembering another labor day in 1935 877-943-9673 i'm bill bunkley more of the bill bunkley show i'll be right back
12: with srn news i'm john scott Americans heading into Labor Day weekend amid warnings from public health experts that backyard parties, crowded bars, and other gatherings could cause the coronavirus to come surging back. The virus blamed for almost 187,000 deaths and almost 6.2 million confirmed infections in the United States. Those are by far the highest totals in the world. Serbia and Kosovo announcing that they've normalized economic ties. Serbia also announced it will move its Israeli embassy to Jerusalem and Kosovo said it will recognize Israel. Serbia's president and Kosovo's prime minister have been meeting with Trump administration officials at the White House for the past two days. On Wall Street, stocks have turned mixed out. The Dow is ahead six points, the Nasdaq down 51. This is SRN News.
6: With America opening up, maybe you're back to the daily commuter, hitting the road for vacation. Take a minute, look for cracks or chips in your windshield and call Auto Glass America. They replaced my windshield twice now. Once at my office, once in my home. I trust these guys. If you drive a luxury import, forget about the expensive dealer. With comprehensive insurance, Auto Glass America will install a free windshield and give $100 in cash guaranteed when you mention my name, Mike Gallagher. Call 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS for Auto Glass America. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you Hi, Vicky. How's your knee doing?
11: It feels better, doctor. Those painkillers worked great. I was hoping to get some more.
13: We're being very careful with prescription painkillers. Let's continue with therapy and off-the-shelf anti-inflammatories for now.
14: Prescription painkillers are America's newest epidemic, causing abuse and addiction for millions. The smaller the dose prescribed and taken, the better. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Visit orthoinfo.org slash prescription safety.
15: I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov.
16: Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense.
1: Weekdays at 9 a.m. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis.
4: Live your life on purpose. God created you for a purpose. So decide today to start living on purpose. But know this. You
0: can
1: expect challenges along the way. So you've got to learn to shake off the dust and go on with God. The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910 and LetstalkFaith.com.
5: Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done,
1: but because of who you are. I am
7: hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here taking a look back at a previous Labor Day weekend, Labor Day Tragedy, Florida Keys, 1935. If you're just joining us, the federal government was trying to figure out what to do with Key West, the farthest point in the U.S., and that's because 12,000 folks in Key West at that time were making about $7 a month. And they came down to two options. Number one, they thought about moving all 12,000 of those folks up here to Tampa, Florida. Option number two was to pick up the garbage, clean up Key West, fix the houses, and to convert Key West into a tourist destination. Some of you probably didn't know that. But in order to do that, well, they had a little problem. You got to get to Key West. And to get to Key West efficiently, trains and cars, at least getting ready for the cars. But at this time, World War II had ended, as a recap, and we had a lot of veterans that came back, and they were shell-shocked, many of them, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And they, many of them, because it was a depression and, boy, they didn't have any money, they didn't have a house, had nothing. No food. They converged on D.C., and it was an ugly picture. Calvin Coolidge had them removed from the Capitol, probably cost them the election in '32, and uh, Roosevelt took over the reins. So what did Roosevelt come up with? Well, he had an issue, He had a problem. He had all these veterans with nothing to do hanging out in D.C., and it was just bad for politics. Not only bad for the veterans, but bad for the politics. And then an idea came up. Whoa, wait a minute. You know, if you're going to go south, well, the farthest way, well, the farthest places you can go, and oh, by the way, once you get there, you've got to stay there for now let's send a whole bunch of these veterans down to the florida keys gonna send them down by boats and we're going to have them working on a, on a railroad bridge that's right so we can bring folks to key west florida and reinvent it as a tourist destination Seemed like a win win well we got to get win 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 we got to get these we got to get these guys out of dc it doesn't look good Number two, we got to get them some work, and oh by the three. Oh, by the way, once we get them on a boat and send them way down there, they're way, 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 way out of Washington D.C. And by the way, that includes public scrutiny of the plight of the veterans. So, let's take a look at 1935 of the fishing village that we know today on one of the keys called Alamorada. Alamorada is about 80 miles south of Miami. The Floridians that were living there, once all these troubled veterans with the shell shock syndrome started coming into town by large numbers, they had no idea, they didn't know what to do with them. Now, a lot of them were towed, and by the way, I'm quoting a story here from the History Channel, Many of them were practicing Christians with the Methodist point of view. Now, we know that Christianity in general, but with Methodists, I mean, there's two big principles. One is tolerance and one is compassion. Now, it's kind of tough because you can imagine that these vets, with these issues from the war, And they're all back together with their buds. What do you think they were doing when they weren't working? Yep. I mean, they were hitting the bottle. And it was a problem. A problem. Uh, A gentleman by the name of John Russell, way back when, was the postmaster. Also one of the community leaders in Alamorada. He said, I often thought it was almost a crime to allow so much drinking in the camps. And he said, <laughs> and by the way, Alamorada is where the program ended up being headquartered, not in Key West itself. It was, uh, it was in a, a hotel there in Alamorada. He said, you know, when they got paid, they would drink until it was all gone. Then they would wait until their allowances came again to get more. Now, why they blow on their money on booze? Well, they didn't have to pay rent, and they didn't have to buy food. So you're down there in the sun. You're down there in Florida. <laughs> Today, some might call it a working vacation. So what are you going to do with your money? Are you going to save 10% in tithe? Are you going to put the other, you know, to ministry gifts? No, if you don't know the Lord... You're going to drink it up. Now, when they drank, they also got in a lot of fights. And uh, they ended up having to treat a lot of wounds, according to Dr. Lassiter Alexander, who was a physician at the hospital there that cared for the working vets. But uh, they were also worried because these temporary shelters were very flimsy. And uh, they were only they were built on the beach, and they were only about a foot or so above sea level. Now, for the natives in Alamarada, like many of us here, I was born and raised here. You know, hurricanes are a fact of life, especially if you live in the Keys. And even a small Cat One, as we know them today, a small hurricane. Think about the implications it would have with these camps. Think about what would happen with these flimsy wood frame camps right on the ocean, only about a foot off the water. Now, Fred Gent, who was one of the two men in charge, the History Channel tells us that he knew that hurricanes were a threat. But he thought that he solved the problem because the idea was to have a special Florida East Coast Railway train from Miami to come in and evacuate the vets should a hurricane come their way. But he didn't understand because there was a little something missing in the back and forth negotiations. He thought a train would be kept in constant readiness for use at the moment that he would call for it. Folks with the uh, Florida East Coast Railway, however, tried to tell him that they'd need several hours to get a train together and to get it down to the Keys, uh, and if he wanted a, a train constantly parked on a side track in Miami. He'd have to pay extra for that. Now, that's going to turn out to be a very, very key detail. Now, when Ray Shelton arrived, his counterpart uh, came from Massachusetts. He was hired on as a supervisor of the three work camps. Now, Ghent conveyed his mistaken impression about having this train come right down to Sheldon when they had a hurricane threat. And he assured him that he'd taken care of that hurricane threat. Sheldon now, who's been brought down from Massachusetts, he doesn't do any more questioning. Thinks that that uh, part of of the deal has been taken care of. So let's go to August 1935. And we had some thunderstorms rolling off that west coast of Africa. A lot of wind were in these thunderstorms, and they began making their way across the Atlantic like what we track today almost several times a month in the season. They were tropical waves. And tropical waves are where hurricanes come from. Now, a lot of waves don't turn into hurricanes, but when the conditions are right, they do. Counterclockwise circulation. That comes about, won't go in today, but that uh, has to do with the Earth's rotation, where they're at. They love warm water, seawater. And so anyway, they couldn't track these back in 1935 like they do today. Radar was just coming on, no satellites. But um, 1935, the Weather Service also started a campaign that started assuring the folks in the Keys in Florida, on the Atlantic seaboard, that Atlantic hurricanes would no longer avoid detection. And there were ads that went out that, it, that said, Uncle Sam has perfected his hurricane service for this area. But by this Labor Day weekend, the storm had gone into the Bahamas. The Weather Bureau's advisories said it was little more than a Windy thunderstorm, rainstorm. On Saturday, Sheldon and his wife went to Key West for a brief honeymoon. But uh, one of his subordinates was very worried, and he was urging Mr. Ghent, who was now back in his Jacksonville office, that he really needed to get the train down and evacuate the vets. But some of the folks down in Alamorada who were in charge of the camps, well, they just kind of wrote him off as kind of a worry wart. And so Mr. Gent wasn't ready to order any evacuation. And Sheldon was going to come back from Key West when he was done with his honeymoon and he'd make the decision. But while he was still in Key West, Sheldon's phone rang in his Key West hotel. It was the Weather Service meteorologist. Things are going to get real, 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 real rough on Monday. He better get back to the camps. Sheldon still wasn't ready to evacuate. He had these drunken, these wild vets and... um, He didn't think they could be handled boarding them on a train. He wanted to wait to the last minute. And uh, as they were charting the storm, the Weather Bureau thought it would strike Havana on Labor Day. They didn't know for sure, but the Weather Service, the Weather Bureau, come Labor Day, was off by many miles. And by now, we had a major hurricane. When we come back, the final part of the story of the damaging hurricane, 1935, the Florida Keys. I'll be right back.
17: Hi, folks. Captain Matt here. I want to tell you about Balance of Nature and what it's done for me. I've taken Balance of Nature before and just started it up again about a month ago. I'd previously had good luck with the product, but this time something different has happened. When I went to my doctor recently, my blood pressure was the lowest it's been in six months, and I've lost 16 pounds. The doctor asked me, have you done anything different? I said, yes, I've been taking Balance in Nature, and it's really making me feel a lot better. I've got more pep in my step. Don't find myself snacking on candy bars and chips anymore either. Maybe you, too, can get the same results, but you won't know until you try Balance of Nature. So to order online, go to balanceofnature.com and mention a product code RESULT and save 35% on your order. Or give them a call, 800-246-8751, and talk to a health coach who can answer all your questions. Again, that number is 800-246-8751, and mention a product code RESULT to save 35% on your order. That's balanceofnature.com.
18: If we've learned anything during these turbulent times, it's that all human life has intrinsic value, worthy of love, care, and protection, and that includes life in the womb. That's why at this pivotal time, Focus on the Family is standing up to help the world see life. Join the movement to end abortion and love every heartbeat. Text HEARTBEAT to 72000. That's the word HEARTBEAT to 72000. Learn more at focusonthefamily.com see life.
8: The Moss family of dealerships has a new addition. I'm Bill Carl, here to tell you about the new Moss Acura on North Florida Avenue in Tampa. Acura outshines the competition with their flagship, the RDX SUV, equipped with a powerful 2-liter turbocharged engine and standard features, including the panoramic moonroof, Wi-Fi mobile hotspot, and Apple CarPlay. The Seats are covered in butter-soft leather, and the hands-free liftgate makes loading groceries a breeze. And with Moss Acura, you get the same high level of customer service Moss Nissan's known for. Each vehicle comes with Moss care, including lifetime oil changes, entire rotations, surface shield protection, and more. Veterans, active military, and first responders receive huge benefits with the You Serve, You Save program, as do pastors and church workers. The choice is simple. The choice is clear. The choice is here. Visit Moss Acura on North Florida Avenue in Tampa next to Moss Nissan online at mossacura.com. In these prophetic times, imagine visiting the heart of
3: Bible prophecy, Israel. You could win a Bible prophecy tour to Israel next March with Pathway to Victory's Dr. Robert Jeffress just by logging on to our station website and using the keyword Israel.
4: Look out over the Valley of Armageddon where the final world battle will take place.
3: Enter now and discover ways to get bonus
8: entries. Enter today to win a trip to the Holy Land with Dr. Robert Jeffers. Go to letstalkfaith.com. Keyword Israel.
1: Bible line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. In the
17: book of 1 Peter in chapter 4 it says that uh, we have a place reserved for us in heaven that is not away. Eternal in the heavens. we got a place. So I already know I'm going to heaven. But uh, one of the greatest things you can do is that if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, let
1: your loved ones know it. Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
10: If you got pain, he's a pain-taker. If you feel lost, he's a way-maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaker, savior. If you got chains, he's a
14: chain-breaker.
7: Here we're back. Bill Bunkley here. The final chapter of the devastating hurricane of 1935 in the Florida Keys. Well, we've got 400 veterans working on Isla Morata to build the bridge to bring back Key West as a destination spot, and they have mishandled a hurricane. The hurricane is now bearing down on the Keys. And in fact, uh, the weather service at that time thought it was actually heading for Havana, And Mr. Batista, who was in charge of Havana at the time, even sent out one of his pilots who would train, was training military pilots. And as he flew across the Florida Straits, uh, went out and, and encountered the storm and was able to calculate that the storm was not heading to Havana, Cuba. It was heading right into the Florida Keys and right there in that area of Alamorada. So... They got the word out, and so this hurricane is bearing down, and they finally decide at the last minute, better get a train down there. So they're putting a train together in Miami. They head down to Alamarada to uh, rescue, to evacuate these 400 veterans uh, that are just stuck in no man's land. And so as the train begins to move down uh, to that uh, to that area, um the winds were already whipping up as it first entered the area of the north end of the Keys. And in fact, the wind and the rain were actually and some of the water was begin to um, blow onto the railroad tracks. And so as they made their way down, uh, both uh, of the, the leaders of this outfit were on that particular train. And uh, as they tried to get close to Alamorada, uh, the just of the storm, uh, could be the eye of the storm, moved in, and it was so powerful. The only um, uh, part of the train that remained on the track was the engine. All of the other cars, and and they they were a little bit north of Alamorada. They never really made it down to get to Vets. They were still on their way in all the rest of the train was blown way off the track. And I don't know whether this was a Cat 5 uh, hurricane or not, but you can you can go look at some of the pictures of the destruction of the buildings as well as the railroad and uh, the fact that um, there, there are eyewitnesses about the waves breaking against each other like it was on a seawall. And so... Um, uh, as we got into four twenty five in the afternoon, that was uh, about when um, the evacuation train moved out of Miami and it was heading down and so later on that evening is when all of this struck and what happened was a four hundred veterans were down there to work uh, on this bridge. They had no way of escape the uh, The evacuation plan was so poorly uh planned. Uh, that uh, about uh, 200 of the 400 veterans died, many of them an awful death, because of coconuts, and lumber off the cheap buildings, things that were flying around. And when it was all said and done, um, it was about, what, 408 people who actually uh, perished because it was half of the work camp and then a lot of the other uh, Native folks that are in and around the, the Alamarada area. Well, by the time the reporters got down there, uh, the, the, the nation got very disgusted because they put two and two together. The veterans were shipped out to go down to the Keys. They were now out of the hair of uh, the politicians in D.C. They were supposed to get them out in case a storm was approaching. They didn't make that decision, and they perished. And they had an inquiry, and the inquiry went like this. Well, you know, when you really come down to it, it was an act of God. And I want to tell you that a lot of pastors and ministers, they rose up against this official finding and because they said, look, you can't blame God for this, and you can't blame it on the act of God because there was plenty of time for men to plan how to protect these veterans and how to get these veterans out of harm's way. And this was an error on behalf of the federal government. It wasn't just an act of God's will. And when you go down there, if you, maybe you go down this weekend, when you start going down to Matacombe Key, uh, Isla Mirada, and certainly the Seven Mile Bridge, there's a plaque that's right there at the Seven Mile Bridge, But uh, if you want to have an interesting time, there's various uh, pictures you can download and various accounts. Um, If you ever go down to the Keys and want to spend some extra time, stop at various places where you know certain events happened. It's all in a few-mile area there. And uh, I always like to think about history, where history took place. And uh, something that was blamed on God wasn't God it was man well that's a look at a labor day back in 1935 and we're looking at labor day weekend coming up here more of the bill bunkley show coming up in just a moment employment rate drops to 8.4 percent. i've got some observations about that don't go away i'll be right back
16: can
0: help me jesus can it's the united states of america part of god's great plan for the world now a new documentary trump 2024 the world after trump takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without president trump trump 2024 features interviews with franklin graham mike huckabee dennis prager and eric metaxas watch trump 2024 the world after trump Watch now at salemnow.com. That's salemnow.com.
1: Saturday afternoons at 4, it's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs.
10: Somehow we feel with all of our foolishness that we're okay. Get to somebody you know, a close friend. Get to you, maybe your best friend and say, listen, be a best friend to me. Tell me something. Is there anything in my life that you see that would be distracting from the work from God?
1: Gaining ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs Saturday afternoons at four on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at Let's Talk Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Spark online at Let's Talk a service of the Salem Media Group.
12: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As we head into the Labor Day weekend, President Trump says progress is being made in the fight against the coronavirus. We're
17: rounding the curve. We're coming up with vaccines. I think the vaccines are going to be announced very soon, and I think you're going to see great companies announcing these vaccines.
12: And the president says he's encouraged by recent reports on patients recovering from the coronavirus.
17: The mortality rates, you look at the percentages, what's happening, and that's because of the uh, convalescent plasma, it's because of the... Uh, Rudevi it's for a lot of different reasons, but we are, you know we do have uh, we do have therapeutics that are really having an impact.
12: Public health experts are warning though that backyard parties, crowded bars, and other gatherings could cause the coronavirus to come surging back. The rise in infections, deaths, and hospitalizations over the summer was blamed in part on Americans behaving heedlessly over the long holiday weekends. The virus blamed now for about 187 deaths and almost 6.2 million confirmed infections in the United States. Also at SRNNews.com, fiscal conservatives in the Senate opposing another massive COVID-19 relief bill will soon be quoting from the latest figures from the Congressional Budget Office. The CBO says the federal deficit is on track to hit
3: $3.3 trillion this year. That's more than triple the 2019 shortfall and more than double the levels experienced after the market meltdown and recession of 2008 and 2009. Senate Majority Leader McConnell has said some 20 Republicans oppose further spending for COVID-19. One reason, he's unsure whether a half trillion dollar proposal will advance next week, especially with Democrats still demanding upwards of, especially with Democrats still demanding upwards of $2 trillion in new spending. Bob Agnew reporting. This is
12: SRN News.
15: Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back.
5: If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation
1: gone under.
4: This is not time for a spiritual awakening. I need to be the man that God
15: made me to be. From the creators of God's Not Dead, the new movie, One Nation Under God. We can do
16: anything with faith. We can accomplish anything with faith.
15: Winner of 35 Film Festival, starring Kevin Sorbo and Antonio Sabato Jr., One Nation Under God. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase and use promo code MOVIE for
4: 20% off.
12: There's a link to faithfulness in school, as RN's Michael Harrington reports.
7: The research comes from Notre Dame, and it finds that younger people who attend evangelical institutions or are homeschooled are much more likely than Christian kids in public schools to stick to their faith when they get older. Ninety percent of graduates of institutions in the Association of Classical Christian Schools are still attending church regularly, and 70 percent read their Bibles on a regular basis, too. Poll respondents are
12: between the ages of 23 and 43. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Another Christian is run afoul of Pakistan's draconian blasphemy laws. International Christian Concern reports the man was arrested and charged with blasphemy late last month when pages of the Koran were discovered in a drain in a local village. Christian leaders and human rights groups around the world have condemned Pakistan for its blasphemy statutes, which carry the death penalty in some cases. This is SRN News.
0: we are broadcasters visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more furnished by
2: nab and this station your business needs leads and sales there are potential customers online right now looking for what you do will they find you or your competitor you need salem surround the marketing team here at salem surround is ready to help your business now Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com, connecting you with new customers. Faith Talk 570, WTBN,
1: online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
7: Good afternoon, Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. Welcoming all of you in from all across west of the west central part of Florida for an informative hour as we're going to be talking about the light bulb this afternoon. That's right, we're going to be talking about the light bulb. We're going to be talking about the history of the light bulb. Now before you uh, start making uh, any um um, forming any opinions about what in the world I could be talking about. Just stay with me for just a little bit, because uh, we're going to be talking about a comment from vice presidential candidate Joe Biden, and it's getting a lot of attention this afternoon, so don't touch that dial. And of course, uh, the Bill Bunkley Show, we're proud to be part of um, the Salem Media Group this afternoon, welcoming in. Not only those who've been with us for the first hour from our Faith Talk uh, channels, uh, but we welcome in to all of you listening on our answer stations this afternoon. It's always an honor to have you with us for this second hour, which is uh, what I call the conservative hour where we take up the issues of the day. So during this hour, we're going to talk about Joe Biden and history. And that's what I want to talk about. Joe Biden talking about history either being rewritten or, or history not being told truthfully. My word, is that an open door for a conservative when we talk about education and history books and history being taught in America, and it has to do with the light bulb. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, unemployment. Uh, We'll talk about those numbers today where the unemployment rate came down from double digits to 8.4%. We'll give you the scoop on that, plus I've got an opinion or two on uh, where, uh, why, what we've been experiencing the last few weeks in terms of employment and the suspension of those uh, unemployment payments may be a good thing uh, for the recalibration of uh, the folks out there that are uh, part of the workforce. Uh, we'll be talking about that. And uh, we'll also be talking about the president Boy, I tell you what, they, they have to go all the way back and re-resurrect uh, another urban myth about uh, what he said about uh, our military heroes, what he, had, what, he was allegedly, what he allegedly had said about our uh, military he- heroes uh, and why he didn't visit a military cemetery in Europe. And I just want to uh, sort of recalibrate that for you as we're here today. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673 as we're here to encourage, uh, but also to keep you informed. So, Tyler Olson is reporting from Fox News. This was a couple couple of hours ago. Now, this is pretty interesting. Now, yesterday when Joe Biden was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, he had uh, this meeting with the local community leaders. In that meeting, Joe Biden said that a black man, rather than Thomas Edison, in, uh, invented the light, the light bulb. Now, let's think about this. And let's, uh, let's just think about this in terms of, this is a campaign campaign. Uh, somebody thought that this would be a, uh, a very um, enlightening story in light of the racial unrest in our country. So it was part of uh, what Joe Biden brought up with those community leaders. Now, here's what Mr. Biden said, quote, people fear that which is different. We've got to, for example... Here's his common phrase. Why in God's name don't we teach history in history classes? Mr. Biden, thank you for that question. And I don't have to say it in God's name to say it. But I tell you what, you just said something very truthful. Now, what you're about to say is probably certainly up for debate. But just keep in mind, this this is how the game is played. You know and I know that history books have been greatly altered the last 10 to 20 years. We no longer have secular public school history books that teach American history from a patriotic, supportive point of view. And if it's not non-supportive, it doesn't even appear in history. It's been canceled. It's amazing what millennials don't know about American history. And we'll talk about that coming up in the next hour with Lisa Anderson, Focus on the Family, as we're talking about the millennials and and voting. but And look at the Gen Xers. Now, if you've got a son or daughter in Christian school, you're learning about American history, but if not, you're either not going to be taught history or you're not going to get this kind of history, or you're going to get a, a whole different, I mean like a whole rewrite point of view about American history. So So Joe raises this point, and it would be a raise, it would be a point that conservatives would raise with liberals, not vice versa. But nonetheless, he makes the comment of why aren't we teaching history and history classes. So here's where it gets interesting. A black man, said Joe Biden, in his direct quote, invented the light bulb. Not a white guy named Edison. There's so much. Did anybody know before what recently happened? That Black Wall Street in Oklahoma was burned to the ground? Anybody know these things? Because we don't teach them. We've got to give people facts. Well, you know, Mr. Biden, it's a funny thing about facts, and I warn my audience, it all depends on whose facts you're dishing out to people. Facts are important, but it's also important to take a step back to source. Who's dishing out these facts? That's very important for discerning eyes. Now, Fox News goes on to report, it was Edison who first invented the light bulb and a filament that could last 1,200 hours. Now, according to the United States Department of Energy, Thomas Edison secured patents for the incandescent light bulb in 1879 and in 1880. Now, Joe Biden was certainly referring to someone who's part of American history. Most likely, he was talking about Lewis Howard Latimer. And uh, because of a biography by MIT... Lewis Howard Latimer patented an improved version, an improved version of the incandescent light. That, that was filed in 1881 that could last even longer than Edison's. Now, 1200 hours is about fifty days. Now, the report goes on to say far less than modern incandescent bulbs last. I think I might challenge that because I've been, uh, even just the last couple of days, I'm going through a period where it just seems like my light bulbs are just not lasting. I had a three-way bulb because sometimes in, in my main chair, I like to have, you know, a soft light. Sometimes if I'm reading fine print, I can take it up to the very bright light, but I don't think that lasts three weeks it lasted three weeks, maybe four, but anyway, back to the story. so we got some dates that are a little bit of a problem now, so the facts, mr. Vice president, the facts are important, but you got to consider who's giving you the facts so someone needs to do a little more research for mr. Biden because. Here we have an historical record. Thomas Edison filed his patents in 1879 and 1880. you with me? In 1881 was the patent that was filed by Lewis Howard Latimer. And, you know, there's no doubt he improved on the light bulb. But that's not what Joe Biden said. I mean, Joe Biden's talking about hey, a black guy, not a white guy, invited, uh, invited, you know, invented the light bulb. Now, I want to give Mister Latimer a shout out because both he and Edison are in are very important parts of our electric history. And yes. I want my son to know all the history, so let me just share a little bit here. Back in the day, Mr. Latimer worked for one of the companies, are you ready for this, that was competing with Thomas Edison's company. Latimer, very important. He was a child of former slaves. He was a soldier, a veteran, of the Union Navy, he was a member of the National Inventors Hall of Fame, and eventually, yes indeed, the only black member of the research team known as Edison's pioneers, according to MIT, after he began working with Edison even closer in history, now we're going from his patent in 1881, he was working for a competitor, and now in 1884, he's working for Thomas Edison. But as Fox points out, he was not the original inventor of the light bulb. By the way, Latimer was also claimed by some, writing history, revising, you know, rewriting, canceling, adding the history. Now, Latimer was also claimed by some to have been the original inventor of the telephone. Little problem with that statement, because there's a court record where Mr. Latimer was giving testimony where he clearly testified, in fact, here we go, facts. They're a funny thing, aren't they? Funny thing. That in fact, Alexander Graham Bell invented a telephone according to MIT. So I just thought I'd point that out because you're probably going to be hearing about that for the next couple of days. The vice president again. And by the way, this, let's be honest, this probably, in all probability, was not original with Joe Biden. Maybe it was. But this is some very loose campaign prep work. Especially when you're trotting out your candidate. He's got some of those cognitive issues. Why, why do this get the facts sort of a little confused and make it worse for the president? i like. hopefully, by the Democrats. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. We come back. What's up with employment in America? That's up next. Don't go away.
5: In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president. Or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and has been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Ronald Reagan and perhaps all of U.S. history. In Forgotten Country, Reed pushes back against left-wing evangelicals trying to shame Christians and deter against Trump revealing how liberals hope to reverse President Trump's pro-religious freedom policies, why President Trump is the most pro-Israel president in history and why that should matter to all Christians in America. With first-hand personal and professional anecdotes from Dr. Reed's decades of work with President Trump, For God and Country is required reading in this election year, and for every conservative Christian. For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, the new book by Dr. Ralph Reed, published by Regnery, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold.
16: If you're drowning
7: Back 877-943-9673. So let's talk about our economy for just a moment or two. And we'll also be talking about um, the unemployment rate as uh, part of that uh, discussion on the economy. If you are busy this morning because you have responsibilities, let me tell you that we got the August jobs report in at uh, 830 this morning. And uh, there was about 1.4 million jobs that were added to the economy, um, according to our Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, Now, keep in mind that uh, we've been suffering with this whole economic fallout over the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, generally speaking, these numbers were in line with what the experts were expecting. Um, But the big thing is, is that uh, the unemployment rate fell from 10.2 percent down to 8.4 percent. Now, as we're with you this afternoon, probably... The number is half of the 22 million jobs that were lost as a result of the coronavirus pandemic have now come back. I wanted to tell you or remind you that the experts were not expecting single-digit unemployment until... Next year, in early 2021, here we are getting ready for Labor Day. Basically, we have a quarter left. September, October, November 2020. Now, let me just caution you of a couple of things. Number one, great news for today. But we don't know what's going to play out in the next two or three months. Particularly with the numbers of new cases, the numbers of hospitalizations, and of course the number of deaths due to the coronavirus. Because as those numbers come in and both on the macro scale all of the 50 states and on the micro scale right here and not only in Florida but we've got the Dade Broward and Palm Beach sort of cluster we got the Tampa St Pete Clearwater uh Sarasota Brainstein cluster then we got the Orlando cluster we got the Jacksonville cluster and so far out in the panhandle with those numbers uh, it has not been um it's not been uh, a serious issue numbers wise one death is a serious issue. Let me make sure I'm I'm clear on that. And so certainly we've made pretty good progress given how we still, it's like we have a hand tied behind our back. So I caution you that this, this may not be a straight line. You know, talk about this V, hey, we drop like a V, the left side of the V, we're coming back like a V. I don't know whether the unemployment is going to be a steady um, increase in scenario as we get the next three months. Uh, This, I don't know. But one thing I want to point out, let's talk about those who were receiving, some of you, I should say, that were receiving unemployment checks to help you weather the storm. Now those uh, those checks, the early part of August, even though it ran out in July, uh, there still was sort of a economic effect of those checks uh, in early August. <clears throat> and then as we got into after the you know into the first week of August, some of those folks that were obtaining those unemployment checks, some of those folks quit receiving that compensation. Now, let me be very clear. The downside of those checks were that large numbers of people from what I understand from various reports were receiving more money not working, then going back to work. Now, as far as the economy was concerned, and those businesses that could open, I mean, that was a good thing because I don't know how many people just put their money in the bank, but the idea was a lot of people were spending that money. So they had more money to spend, and of those businesses and services that were open they 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 had a little extra benefit but all that ended so i want to tell you that when we get the next unemployment report which will be out uh uh, in october for this month i'm really looking to this report to see what is reflected because i can tell you that there's all sorts of different situations but As far as the health of our state is and the health of our nation, we had people who had jobs they could go back to to work for, but when called by the employer where those jobs were opening up, they declined to come back to work, in many testimonies, because they told the employer, no, I'm not coming back. I'm making more money not working. Hmm. That's not uh, that's not a real encouraging statement, is it? But nonetheless, that's what's been happening. So now, those who were kind of enjoying the extended, you know, multi-month vaca- vacation, there's a benefit that we don't have a new stimulus package in place. Now, no doubt, there are some of you listening, and you are really hurting. You didn't make more off unemployment you were making before, and every little bit helps because you're just holding on. I'm not insensitive. I understand that. However, I think the way this has played out the last few weeks, it's been healthy for there to be this lag so that people will go back to work who can work, who had a job, that refused to go back to work because they were making more unemployed now i'm not plus or minus stimulus i will say this i hope if there is a new stimulus package and it does have unemployment benefits i surely hope they are scaled back down because we can't take the incentive of people who can work not to go back to work even if the few extra dineros help the economy a little bit more so this cutoff and this, this downtime, it's good as long as we recalibrate to those who really need it and people who can work can work. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
12: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A police union leader says the officers involved in the suffocation death of Daniel Prude in Rochester, New York, were just following their training They put a hood over his head and pinned him to the ground for two minutes before noticing he wasn't breathing. He says the officers were in a difficult position trying to help someone who appeared to have mental illness. He says they didn't intend to harm Prude. The U.S. unemployment rate fell sharply in August from 8.4 to 10.2 percent. The Labor Department says employees added 1.4 million jobs. The stock market ending a second day of turbulent trading with more losses but managed to recoup some lost ground by the end of the day. The Dow had actually moved into positive territory in the last hour before the closing bell. The Dow did drop 159 points, the NASDAQ was off 144. This is SRN News.
18: Abortion has devastated the hearts and homes of women, men, and families, and ended the lives of tens of millions of preborn babies, all of whom were made in the image of God. That's why Focus on the Family is standing up to help the world see life. Join the movement to end abortion and love every heartbeat. Text HEARTBEAT to 72000. That's the word HEARTBEAT to 72000. Learn more at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash see life.
0: Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024.
4: Where are we headed? Globalism? a new world order, a singular government power. If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary, we no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now a new documentary, Trump, 2024 the world after trump takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without president trump trump 2024 features interviews with franklin graham mike huckabee dennis prager and yours truly eric metaxas the messiah will not arrive on air force one watch trump 2024 the world after trump on salemnow.com that's salemnow.com trump 2024
0: go to salemnow.com to watch trump 2024
6: with america opening up maybe you're back to the daily commuter hitting the road for vacation take a minute look for cracks or chips in your windshield and call auto glass america they replace my windshield twice now once in my office once in my home i trust these guys if you drive a luxury import forget about the expensive dealer with comprehensive insurance auto glass america will install a free windshield and give a hundred dollars in cash guaranteed when you mention my name mike gallagher call 813-96-GLASS 813-96-GLASS for auto glass america tell them mike gallagher sent Hi, I'm Brian
4: Golden, lead pastor of Center Point Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look.
1: Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 630 on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1. Take Faith
8: Talk AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com. Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart and at Radio.com
7: Hey, Bill Bunkley here, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, I got a story here that uh, is of interest to all of us, but particularly if you are a veteran, and I want to, I'm just asking a rhetorical question, as a veteran, are you buying this next story? I can't believe that it has resurrected itself once again. Now we're going back to 2018. It is a presidential trip to Europe. Presidential trip to Normandy. And it has to do with a very piece of hollowed ground. It's a cemetery. Where our American... World War II veterans are buried. In the Atlantic magazine, fake news again, fake reporting, is resurrecting a story about an alleged comment by President Trump about those who had paid the ultimate sacrifice in that cemetery. Now, what's happening is, is that you've got a trip that was scheduled for the president to go to this cemetery. The Atlantic is making the claim that the president has a disdain as a disdain for a slain soldier. And that he had a disdain for the soldiers who were buried there, not because there was a concern about the weather, Now, The Atlantic is also claiming, you can just tell how rich and fake this is, that President Trump was concerned about how the weather would affect his hair. Not making it up. Basically, Trump didn't go because he hates dead soldiers and he didn't want to get his hair messed up. Anyway, there's two different folks who have refuted this thesis, this, this uh, fantasy story, I believe, from The Atlantic. The cemetery was the Assane-Marne-American Cemetery. Belleau Wood, France. And keep in mind that I mentioned World War One. Let me just let me just kind of go back a little bit. There is where it was an important World War I battle, not World War II. So the article makes it real juicy that the president said that he believed dead soldiers to be losers. The dead soldiers are suckers. From the very get-go, the White House had released their statement about the schedule change, that the schedule was changed because of the poor weather for flying Marine One and the fact that the motorcade was too far a distance security-wise to conduct a motorcade. And in fact, two of the sources said that instead of having disdain, that uh, your president was upset about not being able to go there. And I'm wondering which one of the two Trumps or the two pictures of Trump sound more like Trump. And especially the impact on our veterans. And this is the type of sensational nonsense fake news that we're going to be seeing ad nauseum. This came a little early, but next week on Tuesday, I've written about the fact that at that point, Labor Day is over. We've now turn the final corner and we're in the final stretch of the presidential election. Also caution that you're going to be contacted any way possible by the campaigns. And if they can figure out your cell phone, you'll be getting text messages and calls on that as well. And of course, they're drumming up the old battle between Senator John McCain and the president. I will tell you, there was no love lost there between both of them, certainly not one-sided. But nonetheless, this this is what we have come to as we are... As we are looking at this. Now, remember there was a tell-all book by John Bolton. John Bolton actually defends Trump in this, he said he didn't say, decision not to go to the cemetery. Now, I think this is key because if this was part of the narrative, given the fact if you have read or reviewed the John Bolton book, there is no doubt in my mind that this would have been part of the Bolton point of view. No doubt. But John Bolton wrote in his book, and maybe those of you who've gotten his book have read this, quote, Marine One's crew was saying that bad visibility could make it imprudent to chop her to the cemetery. Biden goes on in his book, quote, the ceiling was not too low for Marines to fly in combat, but flying the President of the United States was obviously something very different. If a motorcade were necessary, it could take between 90 and 120 minutes each way, along roads that were not exactly freeways, posing an unacceptable risk that we could not get the President out of France quickly enough in case of an emergency, it was a straightforward decision to cancel the visit. Now, Bolton would add later, quote, the press turned canceling the cemetery visit into a story that Trump was afraid of the rain and took glee in pointing out that the other world leaders traveled around during the day. Of course, none of them were the president of the United States, but the press didn't understand that the rules for U.S. presidents are different from the rules for 190 other leaders who don't command the world's greatest military forces. And to go further, sources at Fox News said the decision not to go to the cemetery was made by the Chief of Staff John Kelly. Let's see, was that General Kelly? Hmm. Someone knows a little bit about logistics in terms of military operations. And his aide, Jack Fuentes. Bolton further wrote that Kelly was the one who recommended the move, saying it was quite difficult for him to do because he is a Marine himself. And uh, both the president... uh, has been on Twitter talking about this fake news story. Um, Vice President Pence was on Fox Business today, called the report absurd. In fact, Pence said, Any suggestion that this president doesn't love and respect the men and women of our armed forces and their families is absurd on its face because I have walked the grounds of Arlington National Cemetery Side by side with President Donald Trump. Now, of course, you know, Mr. Biden had a press conference from either his basement or the Civic Center down the street from his home in Wilmington. And uh, yesterday we were uh, injecting the uh, rewriting of history about the light bulb. And today, uh, Mr. Biden was um, giving legs to this Atlanta, Atlantic story, preposterous story about um, Trump disdaining dead soldiers and the wind was blowing too briskly for him to be able to manage his hair. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly have seen the president in situations where, well, let's be honest. His hair does get a little windblown, but I've never seen or heard that he has not courageously walked into the battle with with God's elements, the wind, the rain, kind of like the postman. He's got something to do, he'll do it. But when it comes to transportation, yeah, all we want to do, and you know, I've worked on presidential advance, um, so this this really this really, really is like a, a red light coming off of my mind. Yeah, I can just see, I can just see, you know, on a team for a visit, especially a European visit. Uh, you you know, when you've got the team, uh, you'll have uh, the Air Force One. Represented, you'll have Marine One represented. All these are advanced um, heads of their departments. You got White House communications, uh, certainly got transportation, uh, you got Secret Service, you got protocol. I mean, all of this when you're in a place uh, like a foreign country like France, a lot of coordination. And I can just see being in that meeting as I've witnessed some of these meetings. Yeah, I think we're going to put the president in the motorcade. It's about an hour and a half out, hour and a half back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what was going to happen. And keep in mind, in combat, those helicopters, well, they'll, they'll do military maneuvers. But if God forsake someone or something tried to attack that helicopter with a surface-to-air missile, hard to do those uh, evasion tactics very low ceiling I'm Bill Bunkley be right back
8: for more than 20 years investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2 journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth the results are faith affirming and fascinating you must see patterns of evidence the Red Sea Miracle Part 2 To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code TAMPA
1: for 20% off. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne.
9: And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're the the owners owners of
15: South Coast Tax.
1: We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit
2: Crosswalk.com.
3: You could win a Bible prophecy tour to Israel next March with Pathway to Victory's Dr. Robert Jeffress just by logging on to our station website and using the keyword Israel.
4: There's nothing quite like standing on top of Mount Carmel where Elijah did battle with the prophets of Baal or looking out over the plain of Megiddo where the final world battle will take place.
3: Enter now to win and discover ways to get
8: bonus entries. Enter today to win a trip to the Holy Land with Dr. Robert Jeffress. Go to Let's Talk
14: we <laughs>
7: Back, Bill Bunkley here on this final segment, reminding you that uh, Jay Sekulow is going to be up with his uh, program next on our answer stations. And I'm going to be talking about millennials, the vote of the millennials, uh, and I'm going to be having that conversation with Lisa Anderson uh, with Focus on the Family, and that's her area of expertise, and that in a radio podcast. We'll talk about that, and we'll also be talking with Dr. Ted Baer about uh, some entertainment choices uh, coming up this weekend. All of that is on the third hour of the Bill Bunkley Show this Friday afternoon. That's over on Faith Talk 570 and 910. You can download that app. You can listen online or uh, listen through five seventy nine ten. Now, I've come across something this afternoon that is a positive step. It isn't the solution. But it's a positive step in this whole idea about mail-in ballots. Now, if you've been listening to me for the last few months, I have been stating over and over, I am telling you, do not mail your ballot this year. Now, you can request a a mail-in ballot. You can complete that ballot. You can sign it. But... I would not mail it. I would take it back. There's a box you can put it in when early voting opens. You can take it to uh, the poll on Election Day. Each time you can slip in real quick. Don't even touch anything. Just kind of have your ballot. Put it in the slot. You can walk in and out. No contact. Just a very quick operation. I would not mail it in. But let me give you hats off to what's going. Well, what I'm hearing uh, that they're doing at least a partial step in this. And I want to give kudos to North Carolina because North Carolina is about to unload, unload, unveil uh, a system that works just like FedEx, works just like UPS. And those of you that are on Prime works just like Prime. And that is you can have an opportunity in North Carolina if you are going to order an online ballot you'll be able to go to a website. It's called Ballot Tracks, B-A-L-L-O-T-T-R-A-X. And it's just like tracking a package for UPS, tracking a package for FedEx or Prime. So as soon as you request that mail-in ballot, every critical point when something happens, it immediately registers uh, on the website so if you order a mail-in ballot you can check in a couple of days where is it at in the process has it gone out when you receive your ballot you can fill it out when you get done filling it out in north carolina um has someone witness your ballot and your signature none of this takes away the fact of of Your signature has to match. And I got to tell you, my signature doesn't look anything like it did three years ago. But you put it in the mail. And when that gets back to the North Carolina Supervisor of Elections, it registers, hey, mail ballot received on this date. When they process it, mail ballot received on this date. And uh, I don't know if they do it on the outside of the envelope, but I believe they do in terms of verifying your signature. They verify your signature, and I'm assuming that on ballot tracks it will say "signature confirmed." So I got to tell you that if, if you're in North Carolina and if this and if this Bible tracks doesn't do this, well, we can get we, we can get a system to refine this but the fact that you can see when it was uh, requested so that, by the way, if somebody is impersonating you and they requested your ballot, you know to get on that right away, and uh, you fill it out and send it in, you know they got it. Then you can verify if your signature has been accepted, and then you know that your ballot is ready to be counted. Now, what I don't know about the North Carolina experience is, so what happens if your ballot doesn't get to you? What happens uh, if your signature is thrown out? The things that we want to make sure that we're aware of so that our vote counts, um, there's obviously going to be some things to this system that need to be tweaked. But keep in mind, 11 states, 11 states right now are just mailing ballots out to everyone. That, By the way, 11 states plus, (laughs) as you would probably well imagine, the District of Columbia. So we're out of time for this hour, but take a look at those 11 states. Everybody gets a ballot. A lot of blank ballots are going to be floating around, trash cans and apartment complexes. How about those that go to the senior centers? Fraud, fraud, and more fraud. The president is well within common sense to be sounding the alarm. Well, It's been a a pleasure to be with you during this last hour uh, since I won't be seeing some of you uh, again until next week. Uh, Those are our answer stations. Hey, I hope you have a very blessed three-day respite as we all uh, take a little Labor Day break. Look forward to being with you next Tuesday. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment over on AM 570 and 910. Talk. I'll be right back.
2: A new report says that hunger pandemics
3: the death could hole has offer. topped half a, a million earthquakes have struck over a 100 mile area. The Bible prophesies in the last days there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. Pathway to Victory wants to give you a free copy of Dr. Robert Jefferson's booklet, Bible Prophecy Made Simple. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword Israel. As much as one fifth of Scripture consists of prophecy.
8: Enter to win at letstalkfaith.com, keyword Israel.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Spark. online at Let's Talk Faith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
20: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is angrily denouncing allegations that he disparaged members of the U.S. military who have been captured or killed. White House correspondent Greg Clugston has more on the story. An article in The Atlantic cites unnamed sources who say the president referred to American war dead buried in a cemetery in France as losers. Mr. Trump says the story is totally false.
8: And I would be willing to swear on anything that I
17: never said that about our fallen heroes. There is Nobody that
20: respects according to the report the president made the disparaging comments in november 2018 when a planned trip to a cemetery outside paris was called off but a white house spokeswoman called the story garbage greg clugston washington the unemployment rate dropped sharply to 8.4 percent that's a dramatic drop from the 10.2 percent level in july CFRA Research Chief Investment Strategist Sam Stovall says while economists were expecting employers to add about 1.4 million jobs, the unemployment rate of 8.4 percent exceeded their expectations.
3: Expectations were for the unemployment
19: rate to be in the middle 9 percent area. So when we saw it uh, dip into the mid 8 percent area, I think that is even more encouraging
3: for investors.
20: NATO is speaking out on the assassination attempt on Russian dissident Alexei Navalny. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says the individuals behind the attack must be apprehended, and he calls for Russia to be transparent on its Novichok activity. Those
3: responsible for this attack must be held accountable and brought to justice.
12: We also call on Russia to provide complete disclosure of the Novichok program to the OPCW.
20: Navalny remains in an induced coma, though his condition is reported as stable. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 159 points. This is SRN News.
2: Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 833-8ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now, it could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more.
1: Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. A new conservative Christian women's movement
20: called Women Fighting for America has launched a multi-state Heal Our Land bus tour. The group will stage an organizing event this Saturday in Miami, and author-broadcaster Joe Battaglia will be one of the keynote speakers. We'll be
19: illustrating what is going on in our world and encouraging believers to vote. We're not certainly going to tell them who to vote for. That's not the issue. But certainly encouraging people to vote, their conscience, uh, their faith, their values, and bring that to bear on this election is a, a very key element of the tour.
20: Battaglia adds that the Heal Our Land bus tour will make stops in a total of 10 states and culminate in the nation's capital at the end of October. More information is available at womenfightingforamerica.com. Studies indicate that tens of millions of Americans did not vote in 2016, and many of those people were Christians. This is SRN News.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media
10: Group. The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.
3: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of
0: your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bumpley show.
5: As for me and my house, we've already
3: made a decision. We are going to serve the law, And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around, or the true and the living God.
0: And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
7: Hey, we're back, and first of all, it's Friday afternoon, and I just want to, again, wish you a very very blessed labor day weekend we'll be uh, taking some time off on monday as well but this is traditionally the well the the last hurrah for summer as we go into the fall but also in a big election season once we clear labor day then we're on the final stretch kind of on the 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 final sprint to uh, the finish line for the presidential election. And as you know, we may be sprinting toward November the 3rd, but it may be a slow walk before we find out who the president is after uh, the evening of November the 3rd. Hey, this is our regular segment with Focus on the Family, so let me remind you that these many months that Focus has just been such a valuable resource for us to be able to go to, to sort of back up what we know and what we research in Scripture for all of the issues that people are dealing with today. And believe me, even though we've got some improvement in the unemployment rate and some other areas, uh, notwithstanding a huge sell-off today uh, in the stock market, you know, there's a lot of folks that are still needing a lot of wisdom and guidance, and they get that at Focus on the Family. Remember the Focus on the Family is a 501c3 ministry, and that means that they depend on our contributions to that ministry. Uh, When you are in need help and you call or you go online, um, you're not charged. You can talk to a counselor. You can get referred to someone here. But I want to remind you that this might be a great time for when you use Focus on the Family, but maybe sort of, you know, paying it forward with a donation for some of the others uh, that are calling in because their call volume is up, the volume on their website is up, and uh, they're doing a yeoman's job. But uh, you know what? They still have to be able to do this in in a situation where the revenue will support their operations. So uh, go to FocusOnTheFamily.com, FocusOnTheFamily.com. You'll see when you get there, there's a donate button. Hey, if you get a moment, just go ahead and make a contribution. We are so proud of the work they do. Well, Lisa Anderson is back with us, and she is director of Young Adults and host of the Boundless show and uh, I always enjoy having Lisa with us. And today we're going to have an interesting conversation about millennials in voting. And, 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 and Lisa Anderson, <laughs> good to have you with us today.
13: Hey, it's great to be here, Bill.
7: Well, tell me about these, uh, these millennials. Now, if memory serves me correct, that's about, let's see, age 22 to what, about 33 or yeah. 38, something like that?
13: No, heading towards forty at this point. So anyone um, born—some argue it was 1980, most will say 82—to uh, being born in about 1996. So, yeah, you know, even millennials are aging; they're catching up to us. So, <laughs> it's all. but it's funny when when we decided to talk about this topic, I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know, this is so timely because. Who isn't going to sit around at some point this weekend? You're going to be with your family. You're going to be just trying to have a super chill barbecue, and someone's <laughs> going to talk about the election, the candidates, social media, the nuttiness that's going on in the public discourse. And so it's like, hey. The part, and, the,
7: and then the party's over.
13: <laughs> and then everyone just takes their stuff and goes home and, and that's the way it's going to turn out. So, I figured. Well, why don't we give some wisdom and help everyone just calm down and navigate this with some clarity? So, mm-hmm.
7: so let's talk about millennials. Um, yeah. This is your area of expertise um, as director of young adults. So, if you can, remind our audience a little bit about uh, some of this. Maybe just stereotypes, but give us an idea of some of the generalities about millennials before we then dive into. Well, how are they going to make their decisions in this presidential race and down the ticket? Yeah.
13: So the first thing I want to say is millennials care. Millennials care about the issues. They care about being informed. They care about the candidates. And they care about their neighbor. Um, they are very much interested in taking this local and what does this look like in my city, in my state. They want to vote wisely for the Christians out there. They want to vote biblically. And they're all full of angst because it's like, okay, Are we just talking issues? Does character matter? How do I even know the character of the candidates? How do I even know if what I'm hearing in the news is accurate? And so they're really frustrated and worked up about it. And you think, you know, they're talking maybe to their boomer parents, Bill, and there's a disconnect there. Because, you know, think of the the millennials and even now the Gen Zers coming up uh, behind them. The younger ones actually, I mean, these folks are in my audience, Bill. They have no recollection of 9-11, let alone previous, you know, historic U.S. events. Mm. Many millennials and, the, and Gen Zers don't have a true connection with someone, even a grandparent who served, say, in a war. So, I mean, maybe for some of them, they had a grandparent who was in Vietnam. But again, it's that, that historicity, that patriotism, that that's a big disconnect for them. So when they're talking to older family members who are like, well, you need to remember this about the nation, and you need to remember the good old days, they don't remember the good old days, so they need a better context for what's going on.
7: You know, that is something that I am dealing with, Lisa Anderson, and that is, again, and, I, and in my world I talk about topics all the time, but when you made that statement again, they, don't even, they weren't even around for 9-11, and everything stops for me for a second or two. Everything yeah. is like a reset. And yeah. then, unfortunately, I'm a little selfish, and I go, man, you're old again. you know. <laughs> and then I flash back to the topic of where I'm supposed to be at. But it's amazing, and I was trying to think back when I was a youngster. And maybe I was uh, around that. We we were we had uh, you know we were required. This is Southern tradition here on my dad's side. We were required to go see granddad and my step grandmother every Saturday morning for coffee. I mm-hmm. mean, it just was that's what we did. And we used to swap back and forth. They'd come to our house one Sunday. We go to theirs until, and we're only like about fifteen miles out of ten ten miles out of town. Where my grandfather said, hey. I'm in my 80s. You're too far out in the country. I'm not going anymore. So, uh, yeah. things have changed. But I, I just remember telling some stories. Uh, our family history is growing up uh, uh, in the Georgia Sea Isles and and uh, all of those things. And I, it was a story, but I couldn't really get into it like um, I'd been there. So when we look at these millennials, and they don't have the historical background, and unfortunately. The generation coming after them is being robbed of that as well because our history teaching in this country is all messed up. Um, but then they get their information off the internet. Hello, and Facebook's yeah. going to decide what you see or what you don't see. So how do how in the world do these do these millennials really get aligned with truth and not just spin? Uh, and and do they even know when they're reading spin?
13: Yeah, well, and even, you know, worse, to to make your point, I mean, not just the Internet, like as in news sites, but just the latest meme or the latest woke, quote-unquote, post that's out there, or worse, you know, a celebrity influencer that's trying to tell them how to vote. So. What they need to do, and this is, you know, those who really care about the process, who care about the nation, the communities in our nation, um, you know, first up, for those of faith, we need to realize that you don't form your values on the way to, um, you know, the polling booth or on the way to mark your ballot and mail it in. You form those in everyday life through um, scripture, through understanding what is right through having a moral compass. And so we're encouraging folks at Boundless to really do that and think wisely, think soberly about the issues, issues surrounding life, issues surrounding um Neighbor and proper, you know, freedoms, religious freedom. What does that look like? What, the, you know, what does God care about? And, and God cares about the pre-born and God cares about, um, you know, those who are alive as well. God cares about the the refugee and the immigrant. So, what does it look like to biblically think on all those issues and um, and form opinions about the candidates that really are going to help you move the ball down the field in a sense of what is best for our nation, not just who's the most well-spoken or who's the latest, you know, who, who has the most endorsements from people that I like, you know, quote-unquote. So we have to know and, and know the sources to go to where correct information is being given. You know, I do, uh, Bill, every morning, you know, here I am, I'm trying to be uh, so, so wise and so rational. I get news from both sides of the spectrum. Um, including ones that I think are kind of in the middle and try to be a little objective, but they're, you know, few and far between. But both sides, so by 8 a.m., I am just about ready to implode from the craziness that I have read um, Mm -hmm. on my email and and beyond, you know, because you just see the bias, and it's so crazy. And so we have to be um, informed. We have to be getting um, information from great sources, from good mentors, and, and really being willing to sit back and listen and stop participating in the shouting match that is happening that really is based just on on anger and caricatures rather than the true issues at hand. Mm.
7: We're talking about uh, the topic of the weekend, and that is the election that's going to come up. And uh, I want you to shift those conversations to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, who are leading in their division to go into the Stanley Cup. We want to talk about the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays. Uh, As the time that we came to you today, they're are four and a half games out in front of the Yankees. Talk some sports. Let's not get into it on Labor Day. But uh, we're so blessed today because Lisa Anderson, director of Young Adults and host of the Boundless show uh, for Focus on the Family, is joining us this afternoon, and we're talking about uh, the Millennials and their angst as they're going to come up uh, in the future. We only got about a minute left, but Lisa, uh, the thing I wanted to point out before we – get together after the break millennials just about equal the baby boomers i think according to some of the statistics i read i don't know if our audience really realizes that because us in a little bit older audience we still think we got the, the majority in the baby boomers your thoughts about that
13: yeah no i mean uh millennials are now the largest generation just straight up statistically but it's it's great because they actually have stronger views on marriage, on life, on a lot of things. They mirror the greatest generation in their values. And so they're a force to be reckoned with. And if they're just informed and we can give them a compass and a place to look, I think they're going to be great. Uh, we're going to see great things from them in November.
15: Hmm.
7: Now, again, I want to remind you that uh, Focus on the Family is our go-to website uh, at focusonthefamily.com. And I want to remind you that, uh, you know, all of us are struggling. I find myself... Uh, You know, maybe this week is a little bit different than last week. And, you know, things coming up in terms of the kids are back in school. uh, We're trying to work out uh, the ongoing uh, drama about finances, family relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that all of those are part of your wheelhouse uh, as uh, we share with you each and every day. So I want to remind you that that is an excellent resource for you uh, to be able to go and they do so much work and trying to not only make the resources user-friendly, uh, but practical steps. Not just uh, giving you a, a book definition, but, you know, oftentimes, whatever area it is, one of their experts is telling you how to take that first step. Well, we're going to take a break, but Lisa Anderson with Folks in the Family is going to join me right after the break. Don't go away. More from The Bill Bunkley Show.
10: The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.
8: At mossacura.com and mossnissan.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith affirming and fascinating. You must see patterns of evidence. The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code TAMPA for 20% off.
1: Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Outbursts of anger,
4: jealousy, drunkenness, they will ruin your life. They will ruin your marriage. They will ruin your family's existence.
1: That's all the flesh wants to do. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com
0: Faith Talk 570 and 910 online at Let's letstalkfaith.com
10: The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.
7: Hey, welcome back. Bill Bunkley here along with Lisa Anderson, Focus on the Family, and uh, we're uh, having our follow-along segment talking about millennials this afternoon and millennial voting and reminding you that FocusOnTheFamily.com is your go-to site uh, for so many issues that will help you as you are navigating the truth. And by the way, there is absolute truth, and that absolute truth is found between the pages of Genesis uh, 1 and the end of Revelation. So we're talking about <clears throat> these millennials, and, of course, Lisa Anderson is director of Young young Adults and host of the, the Boundless show for Focus, so this is right in her wheelhouse. Let's say this. Uh, the greatest generation uh, who's got uh, very traditional values, and a lot of them are... Are very Orthodox Christians. You know, there's this feeling like, hey, that's a silent majority, but hey, all of us that are there, we got to get everybody out because it's us against the rest of the world or the rest (laughs) of the United States. So here's this stereotype, uh, Lisa Anderson, that, you know what, these millennials, man, you know what? They're all just getting their news from the from the nighttime uh, talk shows, uh, comedy shows. They're getting all this stuff off the Internet, the stereotype. Hey, they're all going to be – they all want to be socialists. They all want to hang, uh, hang out. They're all liberal. True, not true, set us on the right course.
13: Yeah, I would say not true, at least certainly not overwhelmingly. In fact, it's funny because I would say just from personal experience, what I'm seeing on Facebook and Twitter is more so – their parents kind of getting weird and following the Jimmy Fallon's and being all caught up in the cultural malaise around this. Um, I really feel like millennials, millennials are kind of trying to buck this stereotype by digging into the news and into the various party platforms and saying, okay, what do these people actually stand for? Um, but what they're really throwing their hands up with, uh, Bill, is this idea of it's us versus them. Like, we have to be in camps, where you know i think where they're where they're upset and where they're kind of fed up is this idea of like I have to fight for my team at all costs, and if my team doesn't win, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to, like, leave the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of them are very fearful of what will happen in November, regardless of who wins. You know, this idea that will the country erupt into violence and riots, where, you know, it's everything is unprecedented at this point. And so I think they're kind of like, can't we all just take a deep breath and – get along you know they just they just want to get along and so um how can we do that rightly and i think as christians we have the best opportunity to do that in the sense of you know we have to remember regardless of the outcome of this election you guys god's purposes are going to endure you know i mean he even told jesus told Pilate in the book of john you have you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above and so who is in charge and how can we put that into perspective
7: Mm. So when we talk about the millennials, and this is kind of a related question, not so much the voting, but as we spoke in the last uh, segment, you've got millennials that, uh, and part of this is what I think is uh, the conspiracy in not only public school education, university education, histories have been canceled, history's been whitewashed, and uh, you know we know what uh, the wisdom is, is that if you don't take into account and know your history, you're subject to repeat it. Uh, for our audience that, again, is more toward the greatest generation, talk a little bit. Do you have any concerns, not only about the millennials, but the coming up Gen Xers, that that, that, that case is getting worse and worse? How do we make sure that our millennials and our Gen X's are, are going to have the proper even exposure to history to be able to do what they need to do to safeguard this country in the future?
13: Yeah, well, I think the best thing, you know, again, and I'm talking to if you're a parent of a millennial or a grandparent listening, just have an honest conversation with them. You know, we joked about having those uh, Labor Day barbecue conversations, but what you need to do is is share from experience. Millennials are big in story. You know, if you're talking about your childhood, about the way the issues played out then, about what even you kind of grieve a little bit of what's been lost in our country, that's going to resonate with them much more than – listen up, Sonny, you better vote this way because this otherwise, you know, your future is in jeopardy. You know, the the doom and gloom doesn't resonate. And so really just have, tell stories, tell the conversation, care for their future. You know, many of them are absolutely freaked out, Bill, about is social security going to be gone are we going to i mean are states literally going to try to secede from our union i mean what you know they they just had to live their defining moment now is wearing masks in the public square many of the younger generation they have been furloughed from their jobs they have felt the brunt of coronavirus and so just put your arm around their shoulder and say you know let's get the facts together show them you know give them maybe a great article that's not alarmist on what's going on, on the issues at hand, stuff about why life still matters. And, uh, you know, grow together with them and explore it together with them. Mm.
7: And as we talk about um, one more aspect with the uh, millennials, and Lisa Anderson is our guest this afternoon, you know, uh, as they have gone through this whole employment situation, again, one of the stereotypes uh, of the fact that uh, they all think that uh, we in the uh, greatest generation that we need to uh, provide all their services, you know, pay off all their student loans, uh, do this, mm-hmm. do that uh, health insurance, and give them a free check for a thousand bucks a month. Um, <laughs> some of them may think that we got a couple minutes left, but at the same time, going through the last even two months now that the gravy train that some were getting on this very high unemployment check they're really understanding that there's some responsibility they need to take, got a couple of minutes.
13: Yeah, and they absolutely do, and they're willing to do it. Now, their ways of working may look different than, you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, and that's okay, you know, as long as they get the job done. So let them kind of work within their structures, make that happen, Um, you know, be supportive in the sense of, you know, I think it's 3% of the world's wealth now is, is held by millennials, and that's very discouraging to them because they're mm, trying to figure yeah, out, like, yeah. how am, am I ever going to be able to buy a home? Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's that working together hand in hand. Don't just give them handouts. They don't need that. They don't want that. But show them where they can kind of go to um, really avail themselves of the things that our great nation has made available to them.
7: And uh, as you do that, I want to recommend a couple of things. First of all, Lisa Anderson hosts the show The Boundless Show. And if you're one of those mom or dads that are trying to figure out a little bit more your uh, millennial son or daughter or to put all this together, I want to recommend tuning into the Boundless Show because she'll give you so much information week to week as she's interacting uh, with millennials and others on that on that program and um, it it is a a different mindset it's a different uh, period of life remember where we were at when we were you know 20 21 i mean 22 23 24. Uh, We knew everything. Uh, Then we got into our 30s and we're like, uh oh, let me go back and talk to mom and dad a little bit because my plans may not be working as well. But you can go ahead and check out that show and then check her out at folks in the family again. She's the director of young adults and uh, she is very, very knowledgeable. Uh, And a very, very great resource to focus on the family as they uh, minister to this particular segment of our population. And, Lisa, as always, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And I hope that you yourself will have a great time this weekend as you get a few days off for Labor Day. Thanks so much, Bill. God bless you. All right, going to take a time out. Coming up next, Dr. Ted Baer is going to be with us with Movie Guide. We'll tell you about a couple of offerings. That's Phineas and Ferb the Movie and Switch. Don't go away. I'll do a monthly. we will be right back.
10: The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. With
20: SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is disputing a published story in The Atlantic which contends he has made remarks demeaning of the deaths of World War I soldiers at a cemetery in France.
17: To me, they're heroes. It's, it's even hard to believe how they could do it. And I say that. It's so—the level of bravery—
20: The anonymous allegations accused the president of saying those Americans buried at the French Cemetery were losers and suckers. Trump's opponent, former Vice President Joe Biden, said the remarks, if true, are deplorable. Today, President Trump called it fake news. The White House says the visit was scrubbed because foggy weather made the helicopter trip from Paris too risky and a 90-minute drive was deemed unfeasible. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 159 points, the NASDAQ dropped 144, the S&P lower by 28, oil dropped below $40 a barrel. This is SRN News.
3: Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aquapowder's vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with Aquapowder's vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's Aqua Powder's with a Z, available at Amazon.
0: Endless loads of laundry? Lowe's has just what you need to bring reliability to your laundry room. A Maytag front-load laundry pair in an exclusive metallic slate finish. It features the most powerful cleaning in the industry, driven by a heavy-duty cycle with extra power button. Shop Labor Day deals on Lowe's.com today and get up to 35% off select appliances like this Maytag laundry pair and more. Bring on style this Labor Day with Lowe's. Offer valid through 916, U.S. only. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024.
4: Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order, a singular government power? If we yield over and decide that america is not unique it's not special it's not extraordinary we no longer are the united states of america we're just a piece of a bigger government and what about prophecy is the united states of america part of god's great plan for the world now a new documentary trump 2024 the world after trump takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without president trump trump 2024 features interviews with franklin graham mike huckabee dennis prager and yours truly eric metaxas the messiah will not arrive on air force one watch trump 2024 the world after trump on salemnow.com that's salemnow.com trump 2024
0: go to salemnow.com to watch trump
1: 2024 saturday afternoons at four it's time for gaining ground with dr evan burroughs
10: Somehow we feel with all of our foolish, that we're okay. Get to somebody you know, a close friend. Get to you, maybe your best friend. And say, listen, be a best friend to me. Tell me something. Is there anything in my life that you see that would be distracting from the work from God?
1: Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk
0: Faith Talk 570 and 910. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
10: The following segment was pre recorded for broadcast at this time.
7: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. And uh, of course, we're getting all ready for the big weekend, the Labor Day weekend. And uh, I know that our governor, uh, last couple of days, has been out telling all of us that for this weekend, as we're finding things to do, to try and get out, to try to go somewhere in Florida to support the Florida economy and Florida tourism, and that may be part of uh, your weekend. But at the same time, I know that uh, also online opportunities, especially when there's a three-day weekend, it's always good to be up on those as well, especially if you have young children. Well, today, as always, uh, we have Movie Guide with us. Movie Guide is a 501c3 ministry, and I want to tell you that uh, Dr. Baer is going to be with us in just a second, but um, you've got to realize, I mean, he is uh, being asked to give uh, advice on movies. He's asked to review scripts, all of this from a Christian worldview, because all of the writers, directors, all of that whole component. Uh, components that go into uh, do, uh, conduct, uh, developing a movie, you know what? They're wanting Dr. Bear's input. That is a valuable resource, not just gonna because they're going to give us a couple of reviews on some movies and some articles. That is so valued to us because entertainment is probably the number one influencer right up there with the Internet, especially for anti-Christian values, and he's on that forefront. So, would you when you go to movieguide.org movieguide.org there's a red button there would you just take that step forward would you support that ministry would you give them a gift because I tell you what, especially with so many people that are now home, going to the Internet more, now is the time that we need to support these type of ministries, and I thank uh, Dr. Bear for all of what he does. Well, Dr. Baer is the founder as well as the publisher of Movie Guide, and he's taken a few moments out of what I know is a very busy schedule this Friday afternoon. Dr. Bear, thanks for being with us.
19: Oh, I love being with you. It makes my day, so
7: thank you. Well, uh you just are invaluable let's talk a little bit about uh got something for the kids here this is something that's going to be on disney or is on disney plus uh it is called phineas ferb and the movie candace talk about that
19: well phineas and ferb is a (laughs) i don't know you're not watching tv but like i don't know phineas and ferb is a famous children's series and we're delighted whenever they have a children's uh, movie, uh, which is positive, which is uplifting, which is, uh, you know, good to watch. And uh, this is a plus-two quality. And Candace is the older sister, and she thinks that Phineas and Ferb have ruined her summer. And she goes outside. She's complaining. She hits some invention. They they are inventors, the little ones. But just like Charlie, my, one of my grandsons, he invents things all the time. Well, she hits it. It turns out to be an alien spaceship. Somehow, she gets taken to another planet, and then Phineas and Ferb have to find their sister and save their sister. So, what could be a better? You know, I've got 13 grandchildren. So, anytime they can do something heroic and save their sisters or vice versa, it's a it's a blessing. Um, it's it's really clean. It's no, well, these are cartoon characters, but there's no sex, no nudity, no alcohol, no drugs, no smoking. It's sort of the comic action violence, and it's fabulous and, and funny and has a lot of family values in it.
7: And by the way, my bad, because, yes, I must confess to my audience, some are shaking their heads like, Bill, you don't know a lot about uh, Phineas and Ferb. Also, <laughs> also, my eyes were failing me as I was looking at the movie poster. Uh, it is Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe. So I want to make sure I'm totally, totally accurate here. But I want to tell you what, very rare. We got a four-star in quality, plus two in content. This is one uh, for your younger kids or for maybe you if you're young at heart. This is a real safe one to do this weekend, and we just appreciate Dr. Bear uh, sharing that. Now, I remind you, we only touch the surface, but as you're going to movieguide.org, go ahead and click on this movie, and you can see you can drill down and get so many of the specifics that will help you in your decision with your family uh, of uh, this and other movies and their appropriateness to uh, watch. Well, in addition to this, uh, Dr. Ted Bear is going to tell us a little bit about uh, another movie that uh, is, uh, is, is on demand. So this is one that, if you don't happen to be with one of the uh, distributors, the Netflix or Disney Plus, uh, it is faith-based, um, and it's called Switched, and it has to do with a Freaky Friday. So um, maybe this is a Freaky Friday, Dr. Bearer, so tell us about this one.
19: Well, Switched. Uh, actually is a Kairos Prize winner so anybody out there who writes a script um, the woman who wrote it and her, part, and her husband uh, actually has written a, a couple of Kairos Prize she's a brilliant writer, she's made a couple of movies each one of them gets better so you enter the Kairos Prize, you can enter right now, I think you only have a couple of weeks and if you win you get a cash prize, but the best thing is that the top, some of the top people in Hollywood read it one of the top people at Sony and at uh, Disney and different studios. So you, so here it is. It's gone from the Kairo's prize winner, uh, to being a movie. Um, the plot is, you know, uh, there's one girl is smart and intelligent, but not very much of a, you know, uh, a popular person. She's unpopular. She's gifted. Uh, but the popular person is always making fun of her. And when she does, you know, um, Cassandra decides to say, Oh, if only, you know, pray, if only we could spend one day in each other's shoes. Well, they spend one day in each other's shoes and they all panic. Uh, The the, uh, popular girl suddenly finds herself not looking so popular and not being able to attract anybody, and vice versa. So they have to deal with who it is to be the other person. It's spending a day in another person's shoes, it's learning the value. But it's very funny and well done. And it's probably one of the better parts of John Schneider, Dukes of Heiser. He has done in a long time. And most of these people are movie guy people. They're people who show up at movie mm. guide. Mm. So just think about that. Write a script, Bill, and you, too, <laughs> can become a, a famous filmmaker.
7: Yeah, I tell you what, i just put that right on my list, and we'll get right at it, Dr. Bear. <laughs> hey, we're talking about uh, Switched and 3-in-quality uh, plus three in uh, content. So, so far in our show today, I'm real pumped up because we've got a couple of offerings that we can really, really recommend to you. And to find out more, you can go to movieguide.org, movieguide.org. Well, a pastime that certainly is not new, is certainly not, uh, you know, contemporary, uh, but the world has long mocked uh, those of us who are followers of Christ, they have long mocked the stereotypical, uh, you know, image of, uh, of the pastor in the pulpit that's very uh, passionate. Um, and now, uh, well, we've got uh, to talk about that they're now taking on Christian movies. And so we got an article that we want to direct you to from Allison Uh, uh It is a new satire movie, Faith-Based Mocks Christian Movies, so... I got to say, Doctor Bear, for what God's called you to and your expertise, uh, I can't think of anybody else to comment on this more uh, from an accurate Christian worldview than yourself. So, what do you think about this mocking?
19: Well, you know, this has been done for, as you said, for a long time. Not in the golden age of Hollywood, because you wouldn't do it at that time. You had the motion picture code, which said that you wouldn't mock anybody's religion or faith. Because the motion picture code was written by the studios, not by the church, um, during the time of uh, the rise of Nazism, and what was happening in Germany was that they were mocking the Jews with cartoons, as them as you know rats and other horrible things, horrible cartoons, uh, and you can see those cartoons, and it and it demonizes a whole people group, and it demonizes the people of faith. Uh, this is this is a, you know it's good to have humor. And humor needs to have a a foil and needs to have a subject, but this is not the right subject. And when you do it, it's just not honest, because there are plenty of bad films out there that are big films coming out of the studios. Uh, Tenet is getting a lot of bad criticism uh, for uh, actually for just bad sound, bad music, bad everything. And it's a Famous filmmaker and everything else. So, even famous filmmakers do lousy movies, and there are certainly a lot of great Christian movies. And uh, you know, some of my favorite are in the '50s uh, or the '60s, been her and, uh, and the Ten Commandments and Quo Vadis. Uh, but the great movies that have come out recently, we're going to have a movie come by and chill us—a movie with Jim Caviezel, and Jim Caviezel, of course, did The Passion of Christ, and that's a great mm-hmm. movie. So this is dishonest. And it's an easy target, and it, uh, you know, reminds me of the church lady on Saturday Night 5. And anybody who does this, whatever race, color, or religion, is really bringing shame on us, but also bringing shame on themselves for stooping to conquer. Hmm.
7: And again, to find out more, you can go to movieguide.org. By the way, it's amazing the number of articles That really drill down in some other aspects, just as uh, the reviews will drill down on these on many movies. And by the way, many of movies from the past are there as well, so uh, you get some great insight. But uh, I tell you, with the articles, uh, and I remember my mom. My mom was just so uh, even today, Doctor Bear. She's uh, we have uh, she's passed away some time ago, but. All of, um, we've got all of her scrapbooks where just pages upon ages, pages of books where she cut out all of her favorites from Hollywood. And so um, I know that some of you in this audience uh, remember that golden age. And uh, I got to tell you, just going to movieguide.org and checking out these articles, uh, it really is very insightful and very helpful for those of you that really um, just have an attraction for this area of our culture. Well, last but not least, uh, you know, the the world was shocked uh, when um, Chadwick Boseman, uh, who I believe um, had colon cancer, and I am always sensitive with that. I know Dr. Bear as well uh, passed away. But uh, I want to point you out to an article by Cooper Dowd, who's a staff writer there at Movie Guide. Black Panther co-star Latila Wright honors Chadwick Boseman with a touching tribute uh, we got about a minute and a half left, but to very quickly, Dr. Barry, your thoughts about Chadwick himself and then about this article.
19: Well, Leticia is a, uh, a Christian, and she's uh, been clear about her Christianity. And Chadwick grew up in his church and, uh, in uh, and, uh, the Carolinas and his pastor. We've got another article about him, and he remained faithful. Of course, we got to interview him a couple of times. He was a very nice, you know, he harkened back to the golden age of Hollywood. Both of them do because both of them had great values, and he lit up the screen, but he lit up the screen in a positive way. It shows you that you can be positive and uplifting. It shows you that Christians Amen. can be great actors. It shows you that Christians can, and he, he left too soon. You know, my first movie that I remember, and it was produced by one of my best friends at Hollywood, who was ahead head of Disney and uh, Dick Cook, and uh, it's just 42 a beautiful movie I mean, about Jackie Robinson. Yes, yes. Uh, I think she, I think every movie that uh, Chadwick did was great, but what's even greater is in the last movie he, he did, he asked if he could put uh, a Christian a G- song about Jesus in the movie. They recorded the song about Jesus. You could find it online. Uh, it, it didn't make the final cut, but just think of this. Here he is, a major movie star, and she's, he's asking the studio to let him put a song about Jesus in the middle of the movie. This is great.
7: Mm. Well, we uh, certainly, uh, our prayers go out to Chadwick's family. And, of course, this is uh, one of the great articles at movieguide.org by Cooper Don. Well, Dr. Bear, from all of us, I want to wish you a very sincere Labor Day retreat weekend. Uh, we're still praying for you and your family, and always thank you for being with us. It, it means a lot.
19: Thank you. Have a great day. Have a good weekend. God bless. Bye, bless God bless.
7: That's uh um, Dr. Ted Fair with Movie Guide. More of the Bill Bunkley show coming up. My final thoughts about Labor Day.
15: Don't go away. I'll be right back.
10: The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm
15: United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor, and all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. and when we can't stay six feet from mothers, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov
16: produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. With
6: America opening up, maybe you're back to the daily
16: commuter, hitting the road for
6: vacation. Take a minute, look for cracks or chips in your windshield, and call Auto Glass America. They replaced my windshield twice now. Once in my office, once in my home. I trust these guys. If you drive a luxury import, forget about the expensive dealer. With comprehensive insurance, Auto Glass America will install a free windshield and give $100 in cash, guaranteed, when you mention my name, Mike Gallagher. Call eight one three ninety six glass 813-96-GLASS. 813-96- glass for auto glass america tell them mike gallagher sent you we've all seen that moment in movie credits that says no animals were
2: harmed in the making of this film it comes and goes pretty quickly but so much goes into making sure that happens as a film director i rely on the eight decades of experience american humane brings to safeguarding animals in entertainment their work starts well before we ever film they consult on scripts advise on locations provide guidance on training veterinary care workplace safety and much much more Whenever or wherever we film with animals, American Humane is on set, making sure we get it right. Today, their mission is more important than ever, because when you're a director of making a movie, a television show, a web series, music video, or commercial, you're taking on a huge responsibility, and nothing is more important than making sure all of the cast and crew are safe. That includes the animals on set. And thanks to the passionate people of American Humane, we can
8: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code TAMPA
1: for 20% off. Listen to Faith Talk, weekday mornings at 8, for Alan Jackson, Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Do not fret
2: because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Trust in the Lord. The best way I know to defeat fear in your life is to use fear as an indicator of a place where you have a lack of trust and begin to find ways to trust the Lord in that place.
1: Alan Jackson Ministries, weekday mornings at 8, on faith talk am 570 and 910 take faith talk am 570 and 910 with you wherever
8: you go using our mobile app let's talk alexa tune in iheart and at radio.com
14: to battle is to fight to struggle to overcome and ultimately for the marine corps it means to win there is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines.
0: Faith Talk 570 and 910, online at
7: letstalkfaith.com.
10: The following segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. What if I were to
8: want to tell you?
7: Welcome back. Bill Bluntley here for our final segment of the day and the final segment of the weekend. Some may look at it as the final segment of the summer of 2020. It is good uh, to be with you, and I always want to remind myself to tell you uh, how much uh, we very much cherish um, you being with us uh, through the weeks and uh, through this program. And uh, as we are looking forward to Labor Day I hope that uh, you will have a very special one. It's been a very challenging summer Uh, for many of us. We probably haven't uh, been able to enjoy all of the summer fun that has been usually a part of our individual uh, families. But um, you know what? Uh, The fact that we're walking through some of these challenges, if, if we just stay in touch with the Lord and let him lead us and let him give us his perspective Uh, not only are they going to build up our character, but in these times, as we've talked about in the last few weeks, that sometimes uh, we have challenges. You know, the the common thing to say is, you know, what is Jesus trying to teach us? The other side of that is is maybe what is he trying to get us to unlearn in some of those habits. But let's talk about Labor Day. Now, in this area, in this audience, uh, some of you, Remember years past, and some of you may have been involved with not only the labor, the labor movement, but with the labor unions. Now, unions are not anywhere near as prominent as they were decades ago. I'm saying going back to the maybe the 60s, the 50's and the decades before that. But um, as we look at Labor Day, Labor Day is all about, for for years, it certainly was the celebration, the big Labor Day barbecues where you would uh, have all the candidates in uh, in a park somewhere. You'd have a big Labor Day opportunity for those uh, labor union members to meet the candidates that were the preferred candidates of that particular union. And uh, all of that has a very, very rich history. And today we don't have, uh, we still have some of that. Don't know if that's going to be really happening this weekend a lot with the COVID-19. But, um, but I want to talk about the fact that, um, as we know, the Bible tells us that each and every one of us has our uh, different members of one body. And uh, one member of the body is not better or worse than the other member. And just like uh, for you to be able to have working hands, working feet, uh, working arms, legs, your eyes, the see, the sight, the blood pumping. Uh, there's a lot of individuals that have to come together in our body, individual aspects for it to be able to function. It's the same thing in, in our life, in that uh, in our particular economy here in the United States of America, there are all sorts of different people fulfilling different jobs. And so today, there are some jobs that are more, well, physical, they're more hands-on, they're more are challenging in terms of especially with some of the heat for some of those jobs that uh, are outside. And so I want to tell you that, uh, that for us to be able to not only think about parts of our society, which is parts of our body that function uh, in the labor side of uh, making America great, that it's a time to to ask the Lord to just thank them for those that do some of the more labor-intensive jobs, to just uh, praise the Lord for those, and especially, as we know now, that some of those jobs come out of the trades, and um, we're just now coming to grips with education where some of our kids in high school, uh, those that want to be on a college curriculum course, they're on a college curriculum, but now we're also realizing that there's a lot of entrepreneurial opportunities uh, in the trades. And uh, for some of our young folks that are coming through, don't just think of labor as going out doing the labor. Who knows? Maybe one day your youngster will uh, form a plumbing company or a roofing company or a concrete company. Uh, There's all sorts of opportunities there. But this is the time that we recognize those this weekend who really do some of the more physical, intensive jobs, Uh, and they are so important to uh, the livelihoods of both your family and my family, and we just want to look to them this weekend. Well, we're going to be wrapping up uh, this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We'll be taking some time off uh, with our families on Monday for Labor Day. We've got some great special programming you can tune into in my absence. Of course, we'll be back uh, on Tuesday, and uh, then we're – where we're now going to be focusing on, on the, last, uh, the last turn in the racetrack, and now we're heading for the finish line, and I'm talking about the November 3rd election for the next president of the United States. And so as we close this chapter uh, for the summer, we opened up, uh, we'll open up the new chapter next week, also having an eye on uh, just uh, what the next few months are going to hold in the area of the potential for a vaccine uh, and uh, the potential for these therapeutics that we can get uh, these drugs that will really, really help us to get uh, COVID-19 under control. And guess what? We get back to work. We get back to work. The economy picks up uh, and uh, then we look at a much different tomorrow. But uh, I give all the honor and the glory and the praise to the Lord this afternoon, regardless of the challenges that we're all facing. And so I hope that as you gather, uh, either uh, with uh, yourself or with family members or extended family, and remember the governor said, hey, if we can get out and go around Florida, let's do some Florida tourism this weekend. Nonetheless, I hope this weekend, the Labor Day weekend, will be a blessed one for you. And until we get together next Tuesday, I'm Bill Bunkley with Bill Bunkley Show. Have a very
19: blessed.
10: The preceding segment was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time.